Welcome to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer, a full show of tips and practical strategies to repair, rebuild, and strengthen your relationship. If you are currently stuck, wondering if your marriage can be saved, or you know you want to save it, but don't know how to go about changing it, this show is for you. To book your free marriage strategy session with Nicola, get the free marriage ebook or donate. If you are enjoying the show and want to help keep it flowing, visit www.nicolabeer.com. Hi and welcome. I'm so happy you're here. This is Nicola Beer and I'm going to be talking to you today about social media addiction, social media anxiety and depression. Is it real? Is it a real problem? This is what I'm going to be looking at. Now, there are so many benefits of social media, and this is not going to focus on all the benefits. Today, I'm going to talk about what is social media addiction, how can it affect our self-esteem and relationships, and then, as you know, I always like to give tips and strategies and ideas for things to help people. So I'm going to be also talking about how to limit the social media usage so that you can live a happier and more vibrant and fuller life. Do you remember a time where you didn't wake up and the first thing you reached for was your phone? Or how it used to be when you had a free moment and you didn't use that free moment to instinctively scroll through your social media feeds endlessly? Or I remember years ago, I would be surprised if I saw someone take their phone to the bathroom or on their phone in a public bathroom, messaging away, not wasting a minute to reply back or check what's happening in their social media world. Whereas these days, that doesn't surprise us. And go on any metro, any bus, actually the odd person out is a person without a phone. Using various social media platforms to stay in touch and contact with lovers, family, friends, who may be far away is one thing but it has since evolved into an addiction that many people suffer from. From not being able to stay off the sites, to not going a day, an hour, or even a minute without checking who is doing what, who posted what, and how many people like this or that. On average, in countries like the US, the UK, people tend to spend two hours per day on social media. This, when added up, according to the research, comes to Five years and four months of their lifetime. Five years, four months. Crazy, isn't it? But when you think about it, it's not so crazy, considering how much time people are spending on social media to interact with their peers or find some form of entertainment. What becomes the issue is when we do it for a pastime and then it becomes something that you cannot go without and it damages your life. Just like people often find themselves addicted to cigarettes, alcohol or even drugs, social media addiction has become yet another problem that we are facing in society today. Imagine that two hours, what you could do with those two hours a day. It could be time you exercise, cook a healthy meal, laugh, cuddle and engage with loved ones or be more productive at work. And before you think two hours a day might be long, imagine how dangerous the situation is when you consider that teens are spending up to nine hours a day online. What has gone from being a way to keep in touch with your friends and loved ones has now turned into a very serious risk to our mental health and well-being. The more people that research social media usage, the more it is becoming apparent that social media use 
and more so addiction, is linked to depression and anxiety. Why? This has a lot to do with the fact that because so much time is spent online, people are looking towards this as a form of validation. The more likes their posts and content receives, the better they feel. But when no one pays attention to them online, this has a direct impact on their mental well-being. For some people, social media is a way they connect to the outside world. And when they are not participating, they can experience feelings of missing out, loneliness, isolation, and even anxiety. These are feelings that one experiences from traumatic experiences too, which can also lead people to feel depressed and anxious. So what this means is, it means that if this is the way that you interact with the world and this is not helping you to feel good, if what you're seeing is not supporting you, then it may be traumatic for you to stay on it, but then to come off it is also traumatic because this is the way that you connect with people. So you also actually need to be very careful if you do feel that you have a social media addiction, that you do get some kind of support and whenever I work with anybody with an addiction, and I, a lot of addictions come up in my marriage work and also in the eating support that I offer, is always replacing old habits with new habits. We need to have a new addiction to replace an old addiction because it's very difficult to say, right, I'm going to stop doing this, but what are you going to replace this with? So it's about finding healthy good, wholesome things to be addicted to. Things that are good for your body, good for your soul, good for your mind. For example, I am now, I must say, probably addicted to drinking herbal tea. It's healthy, I love it, it's my new thing, it's my comfort. Well, it's not new actually, I've been drinking it now for years, but it's my comfort. So I replaced my habit of being addicted to sugar and my habit of being addicted to having a glass of wine every night to relax and to block out and escape my relationship problems. Now I have herbal teas. And there's so many different herbal teas and these are my comfort. So it's about finding healthy replacements. Replacements that make you feel good. So if you feel that you are addicted then do get help. You can always reach out to me and there are of course many other people that help with addictions in various different ways. New research also suggests, alarmingly, that Facebook can be addictive because Facebook activates, Facebook addiction activates the same parts of brain as the cocaine, which is really alarming. And interestingly, when I was talking at an addiction conference a few months ago, I was really excited to listen to the person that was speaking of about social media addiction. And he said that when they created Facebook, when they created Instagram, they hired experts from the top casinos in the US. And they hired them to make sure that Instagram and Facebook were highly addictive, apparently. Now, I'm not sure 100% if this is true, but this is what, what, what was told. And what they wanted to do and what they wanted to create in the software was the same buzz of excitement, the same fear, the suspense of suspense, as when you're gambling. So if you're gambling, when you're putting down money, what feelings do you go through? You go through anxiety, nervousness, excitement, will I win, what's going to happen, variety, unknown, all of these kind of rushes of energy and emotions. 
and they say that this is what they wanted to create it. So when that you put a post up, you get that same anticipation, that same excitement, that same thrill. Will it be liked? Will people comment? Will it be ignored? Are people going to be rude? Are people going to accept me? All of these kinds of nervousness, energy can go around it. And if it gets noticed, great, you have a high, you feel amazing, and you want to post again. And if you don't, it can feel negative, and then you may have low self-esteem, and then you may feel like, okay, let me post something else to get a like. And apparently it was designed for this. It was designed to increase the number of users by making it hookable, by making people want to come back again and again to being addictive and also to repeat the same behaviours and to make it hard to let go of. Another one of the most common ways that I hear that social media damages relationships and people's lives is those that have cheated using social media. Those that have begun an affair, whether it's a sexting affair, social media, flirting, social media cheating is rampant. It often starts where somebody decides to look up their ex-girlfriend, their ex-boyfriend from high school, from university, from wherever. And then they ask them how they are and then they start saying things like, I wish I was with you, my relationship is in trouble, I'm feeling down, cheer me up. And then very quickly it can escalate to sending semi-naked pictures of each other. And then there are men or women who decide that they feel lonely in their marriage, they feel lonely in their life, so they're just going to find random single people or even random married people that are good looking to them and just start being their friend, asking them how they are, asking for their phone number and then start whatsapping them or continue on social media to, to post. And I remember on my social media, you know, sometimes I have people in completely different countries to me sort of chatting me up and I'm thinking, what are you doing? I live millions of miles away from you and what I just think, what is the point? I don't really understand it. I mean, if there's something interesting to be said, learning, engaging, if it's one of my potential people that need help that would like to get in touch with me and ask questions, of course I love being contacted. I love being asked my opinion on how I became free from my relationship problems, from my bulimia, from the other things that I've gone through, how I help people with anxiety, how I work with people who have panic attacks and or depression, things like that. Of course, I absolutely love those kinds of messages where I can help. Or people will sometimes tell me, oh, have you read this book? It's really helpful, you might like it. Things like that, that's absolutely fine. But these just, hello, hi, hi. I don't personally get it. But anyway, so some people start affairs this way and it can cause so much pain and troubles in relationships. In fact, all social media addiction and relationships causes problems. They go to hand in hand because I'm sure you're aware yourself, you probably know someone whose relationship has ended or gone through a serious turmoil because of social media. It can either be not getting enough attention from a partner who is always online, where they're wondering why my husband or wife is more interested in the phone than me, where the communication just breaks down. And this is where I really help to transform marriages. We always have a topic on 
how to uh, make sure that communication is great between a couple. Because these days we do have lots of threats to good communication. So I always make sure that I do a good session on communication when I'm working with either one person in the marriage or both the, in the couple in their marriage. And then there is also problems in social media and relationships where someone says, why has my husband or wife, girlfriend or boyfriend not posted my picture or not publicly declared their love for me or not said that they're happy in their marriage with me or not said happy birthday to me and shown everybody they're with me? Why are they hiding me? And this can come up. And then there can also be jealousy. Jealousy that comes from how a partner is interacting online with other people. Jealousy of people that are liking your partner's posts or social media. And then this can also happen between families as well, so it doesn't just have to be a lover. It can be, why has my one sister liked my brother's post and not my post? Why has my dad not liked this, but he's liked my sister's post? All of these kind of jealousies come up. And it's important to free ourselves from this kind of stress and turmoil. Another problem with overusing social media is that people are generally all about over-glamorising their lives. Let's face it, many, all, if not many, social media accounts do not give a real-life version. And maybe that's because a real-life version of life would not be accepted, would not be liked, would not be welcomed. So what we do see is we see beautiful, put-together profiles of flawless images and shot after shot of smiling selfies, when in the reality, that person may feel that is not what's going on in their life, or it isn't what's going on in their life. And whether it's reality or is not reality is none of our business. It doesn't really matter here. It's the comparing that leads many women and many men to feel depressed or anxious. Many men feel, and they've shared with me, when we're focusing on boosting their self-esteem and getting them out of depression and anxiety, that they feel that when they see their friends or their peers from school having their own business, having an MBA, having lots of properties, having a top car, this makes them feel perhaps they're not good enough. Or having lots of children when maybe you couldn't have that many children or didn't have the opportunity to have children. Or where men are having a great marriage and if it's your first divorce or your second divorce, you can also feel down about it. So this is the way men have shared with me how social media can affect them. And then women, exactly the same kind of reasons as well. Why do I not have a family? Why do I not have this luxurious lifestyle? Why am I struggling financially? And also, it can be looks. Why don't I look as young, as thin, as beautiful? And it's all these unhelpful comparisons. The great thing about you, the great thing about me, is that we're all unique. And life would be so boring if everyone achieved the same, did the same, looked the same, it would be a disaster. So it's about actually loving yourself and boosting your self-esteem. So if this is appealing to you, what I'm saying right now, then do go to my website because there I have a free self-love, self-esteem boosting meditation. Just go under individual counselling and at the bottom you'll see the self-love audio programme, which you can buy, which is a really good price at the moment, which takes you through eight weeks of loving yourself and getting into actions that create more happiness. And there's also a free self-esteem, self-love boosting meditation that you can just listen to 
to boost your self-esteem. Because unfortunately, this is actually quite serious. Social media addiction, social media obsession, overusage on social media can lead to anxiety. And I've helped many people with panic attacks, whether I'm working with them online or in Dubai. And we overcome these panic attacks, we use hypnotherapy. And panic attacks from seeing things on social media actually happens. If you are comparing yourself and feeling down about yourself because you're not living in a way that you want to live, or you're not looking the way you want to look, or you're not owning what you want to own, it's time to change. It's time to take action. Yes, take action to work towards your goals. Set yourself realistic goals to help you feel good. But more than that, work on the core of yourself. To realise that whenever we want any of these material things, what we're often looking for is love. I want a car. Why? Because it'll make me feel good. And why would it make you feel good? Because I'll feel good because I feel that I've achieved. Or other people might perceive me as achieving. All these things is because we want love. And so when we start to give ourselves love, we can start to have an amazing breakthrough, an amazing transformation. So do check out and get my self-love audio if this is speaking to you right now. Because comparing unrealistic expectations of ourselves to others is pointless. We're never ever going to be like anyone else. And this not feeling good enough is a trigger for many addictions and social media is just one of them. I know because I've had them. I've had the sugar addiction, I've had the bulimia addiction, I've had the alcohol dependency for a while. And so I know that we need to get to the root of this not feeling good enough. Because just imagine this scenario. You're feeling a little tired, fed up or frustrated and you end up scrolling through your friends' profiles and you see image after image of happiness and success and you know in your life there's lots of things that you still want to achieve or you feel that you're falling behind with. Is it going to have a positive effect on you? Yes or no? Most times, no. If you want to be and interact with your friends, if you want to get their support, take it offline. Have a call with them, meet them, be around your loved ones, let them boost your self-esteem. If you're feeling vulnerable, down, then avoid social media. Do things that make you feel good. This is always the way forward. And especially it can be painful when people are suffering a loss, like a miscarriage, ending of a marriage, ill health, financial loss, all of those things. To see other people having what you want. That may hurt you like a knife cutting into you, into your heart, into your stomach. So protect yourself. And if you find it hard to stop, then I'm going to be sharing some tips on that very soon. It's the same with people who seem to have the perfect picture bodies. Those perfect bodies that are airbrushed, that are flawless, no wrinkles, perfect size, proportion, torso, waist, lower part of their body, all in perfection. And for people that are battling with their body issues, with their weight issues with self-esteem around body and weight, you're going to be negatively affected by this kind of content because it's going to make you feel like you're not good enough. And this constant comparing to social media feeds has to stop. If social media is affecting your healthy eating, if it's affecting your self-esteem, if it's leading you to overeat or undereat, protect yourself. And instead, focus on things that give you love. Maybe try my self-love audio program or my self-love 
meditation. Because the false perception and scrutiny is not good for our mental health. And as I mentioned, it can lead to serious problems. It can lead to people getting eating disorders. It can lead to people ruining their relationships because they feel down, not good enough, shut down, closed down, negative. It can then affect health, sleep, work, you know. And whilst I can say lovingly to you from the bottom of my heart, do not compare yourself to others. And you know that that makes perfect sense. You still are probably going to find yourself doing it if you're spending a lot of time on social media. Because social media is addictive. And that comparing can be a natural instinct. So that's why I'm going to give you some tips now to fight social media addiction so you can live your life to the full. So these tips are to help you monitor your social media usage and make sure that you're being more productive with your time as well as claiming back your free time so that you can spend it on things that lift you like love and connection. So the first one is track the time that you spend. Now you might think this is odd but timing your social media usage is a good way to show you just how much time you are spending on social media. And often you'll be more shocked into spending less time when you realise how much time you're spending. So you can either go online and time yourself with a stopwatch, which may be a bit inconvenient, or better than that, Instagram and Facebook have a setting where you can limit how much time you spend on it, where it can automatically shut down after 30 minutes, 20 minutes, one hour, two hours, whatever your daily limit is, for example. And you can also have a, an alarm set up on your phone. There are so many different apps now that you can download. So just Google the different apps and you can download them and then they tell you how much time you're spending on each app per day. And they can set up alarms and warnings to help you. And if you're concerned that your spouse, your husband, your wife, your teenager, your other family member is addicted to social media, then you can suggest, and this is what some of the families, I recommended they did this and they loved it, they all installed the app on their phone, an app that tracks all of this. And then they started having a competition. At the end of the day at the dinner table, the whole family would say, who has spent the less time on social media or on their phone today? And the person that won got a treat. So maybe something like this. The next thing is to remember to use what the phone is for. Remember those days when all we could do was pick up the phone and call someone. We couldn't do anything else with our phone. That was all it was for. So imagine that today. Imagine that for one day a week, all you can do is call people and just enjoy interacting with a human, listening to their voice, listening to their tone of voice, empathising, caring and engaging with them. The next is getting some fresh air. See the sun or the moon. Take in some fresh air, enjoy some time in nature. These days I don't really feel we're doing enough of getting outside of our homes. So maybe this is really great to give yourself a break from staring at a screen. The next option and great thing to do is to reduce your memberships. If you don't have an online business, there's probably no point to be signed up for sites that pretty much do the same things and be connected to all of them at the same time. Do you really need... Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Snapchat, all the various other ones. Or can you just choose one or two? Can you limit your membership so you spend less time needing to check through all these different sites, perhaps? The next option is to be wise online. Don't just follow hundreds and hundreds of people because you can. 
Remember that who you are following and being exposed to has a large influence on your well-being most of the time, without you even realising it. So be aware of who you follow and who follows you, and post productively and accordingly. Do you want to be following people that are obsessing about diets? I know I don't. Do you want to be following people that are following a negative vibe? I don't. Maybe you do. What interests you? What lifts you up? What makes you feel good? Follow the people that you love and that bring excitement and joy to your life. And you can always follow me if you want to. I've just really started out on Instagram, so it's not very big at the moment. But that doesn't matter. I post loving, supportive posts for me and anyone who is interested. And if you want to find me, it's Nicola Beer 1. Don't forget the one, because there's another Nicola Beer, bless her, living in Australia, New Zealand way, who seems to be getting messages and tags for me. So it's Nicola Beer 1. If you'd like to follow me, that'll be a real honour. And it'll be great to connect that way too. The next one is avoid procrastinating. Limit your time online. This can help us when it comes to getting your other work done. Often we can find ourselves procrastinating and being sucked into clinging and clicking on one link after another or after another. And before we know it, we've watched three YouTube documentaries, 15 Facebook videos, more and more things. And this obviously is how the internet works. You watch something, it sends you another thing, it sends you another thing, and it just goes on in a cycle. And this can be very addictive. And then hours can go by. And if this is to avoid getting work done, getting things that you want to get done, it's really important to make sure that you get what you need to get done. So don't use it to procrastinate. Get your work done first. Get the things that you want to get done first in your day. Whether it's your exercise, your food, preparation your relationship, engagement, things you need to do for your finances. Make sure this comes before your social media first. And I, personally, when I'm doing things, I put my phone on silent and I put my computer on complete silent. Because even when I'm doing work and then I hear a ping, a ping, it makes me want to go to it. And then I read a ping and then I've forgotten why I'm there. And then I might scroll some other things. So I think silence really helps me. And experts have been suggesting for years that the best and most productive way to structure your day is in 90 minute intervals. 90 minutes of concentration, break, 90 minutes, break, 90 minutes. So give yourself 90 minutes breaks where there's no social media, no touching the phone, get things done, have a 10 minute break, another 90 minutes and just keep doing it like that. And obviously breaking longer for lunch and things like that. This can work really, really well. In fact, if you're interested in procrastination, I have an episode on overcoming procrastination and the damage a procrastinator can cause to a relationship. So if you're interested, that's going to be on my Save Your Marriage podcast show and it's going to be on the effects of procrastination on love relationships. So do subscribe to that show if you are interested and you want to make sure that you get that content. The next thing is to consider stop using cell phone apps. Stick to social media just on your screen, on your desktop or your laptop, or vice versa. By conditioning yourself not to look at your apps on your phone or your computer, you will help yourself to reduce your time online.
And nothing can be that important that you need to have these apps everywhere you go. Now I know that I am actually guilty of this myself. I have the apps on my phone. I have the apps on my computer. I have the apps on my iPad. It's like, why do I need these apps on three places? This is ridiculous. So now I don't. And it's made such a difference. Such amazing difference. So ask yourself, do you really need it on all places? Does it help you? Does it hinder you? And of course, you've got to make that decision for yourself. And lastly, spend time with real people. And I can't emphasise the importance of this enough. Connecting in real life, instead of going back and forth through memes and emojis, where no actual conversation takes place, is no comparison. Enjoying seeing people will actually stop you looking and checking your social media because you'll be having such a good time, you won't need to. Remembering that affection is a big part of maintaining loving relationships. And if you're suffering from anxiety, depression or low self-esteem, spending time with people who care about you and make you feel good is key to healing and getting yourself out of any stuck place that you might find yourself in. And when you spend more time with close friends and family, everyone benefits, as you aren't the only one who suffers when you spend countless hours on social media. Your family and your friends don't see you. We all know people that are too busy learning how to customise their photo phone backgrounds, or they want to take crazy pictures all the time from all different angles, and it hurts. It hurts feeling second best to a phone. It hurts feeling that your present and conversation is not as interesting as someone else's post about what they're eating or doing. Social media has so many benefits. Let's just make sure we control it rather than letting it control us and use it to strengthen our self-esteem and relationships, then damage it and then. From my heart to yours, thank you so much for listening today. I really am so, so lucky to have so many wonderful people listening to my podcast shows. It means so much, especially when people leave a rating and review, makes the show stay more visible. Also, when I get emails from people saying that they've really found it helpful, or they've got my audio programs and they're loving them, it means so much because this is why I love to get up in the morning. I love to share through all of the tragedy that I've suffered with is coming to good use. People are benefiting just by listening and that is what makes me so, so happy and grateful. So have a wonderful day or evening, wherever you are, and do join me in the next coming podcast very soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer. To book your free marriage strategy session today, you can visit www.nicolabeer.com, where you can also get the free marriage fixing ebook, request a topic for the show, and make a donation if the show has been of benefit to you and you want to help keep it going. We wish you an amazing love-filled day ahead. <laughs>